welcome to another episode of In The Loop Break by Roping Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Joe Fabrizio, and we're pretty excited about this next series. We are going to do 15 days of NFR breakaway roping. We are going to interview some of the top 15 breakaway ropers, as well as a couple of people behind the scenes. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Take a listen. Okay, guys, today we are here with Daniel Lohman. Daniel is coming into the national finals in the number eight position. Daniel, thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, thank you for inviting me to your podcast of In the Loop Breakaway. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So we're just kind of going over, you know, a a bunch of different breakaway stuff. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what you thought about the 2021 breakaway season this year, rodeoing. Um, there's a lot of things that I got to learn on the road this year because it was my second year and, um, I felt like last year, my, you know, in control of my emotions of, you know, how to succeed at pressure moments was really weak. So I went home and, you know, tried to figure out a better way of learning of how to thrive on pressure moments. And this year, you know, those were something that I picked up to be stronger, you know, basically mentally be prepared about what I was going to rope and, you know, how to, how the calves were basically. And uh, I've been a team roper, but, I'm always like a healer. So you really don't pay attention to the cattle much, but you know, just as long as they're hopping, you're good. And breakaways, you know, a whole situation where, you know, you got to see if, you know, how they start and, you know, learn to read the barrier. Like you got to be on it because there's no other way you're going to win is, you know, if you're on the barrier and you're there for your job. So, I got to really find ways to um, help read cattle was my biggest, my biggest deal this year. And um, I found more ways of, you know, learning how to read cattle. Like now, like what I learned this year was to really do a brisket shot. And I never even knew what a brisket shot was until breakaway you know, come along. I I was like a brisket. So they want you to rope it deep. And that's one thing that I heard one of my friends talking to, um, what was his name? Roy Cooper. And he goes, man, you got to go for the brisket shot every time, you know, if you rope it way deep, you know, it's, it's better. Like your time gets faster. And so I started to learn, you know, to look back on the cattle, like don't look at, you know, their neck or wherever, you know, look at the, the back of the, the body kind of, but, you know, not really, but it's like in between like the shoulder. So right. those are, those are the things that, you know, I got to learn and, you know, basically to learn their weaknesses also, like, you know, if they come out slow or, how to ride your horse back and, you know, keep your horse in your hand. That was one thing that, you know, I struggled with also was um, 
I kind of like to float up to the line and read cattle that way. But if you're in control of like your horse walking up or, you know, like just kind of throttle them a little, like teach them to throttle in your hand that, you know, I learned this year as, you know, how to walk upon, you know, cattle, I guess, and be like sneaky on them. So those are, you know, big things that I learned this year. So it, and there's so many like people who kind of like helped me get there, you know, like just by talking to them and talking about the cattle, basically, that was my biggest takeaway this year on rodeo. Well, and I think, I mean, you touched so many great things and all that, you know, I think, like you said, you, you learned so much and man, um, you have some of the, your range is like incredible. Like I love your range. You, you have more range than a lot of girls out there roping and, and I watch you rope all the time and I've watched you over the past year, like the things you were talking about, you know, you have accomplished those things and it's cool to see. And, and your style is a little bit different than, than anybody else's, but like I said, all of a sudden here she comes and kicks your butt one seven or something like that. So, um, talk a little bit about your, you first went and you said your, you know, your emotions and thriving under pressure moments. Like what were some of those things that you did to, you know, obviously you were aware of that, which is shoot. That's awesome. That's half the battle. And then on top of that, you know, you said you, you learned how to do some of that. So, so what was some of those tactics that you, you learn to accomplish that? Well, the one thing that has always, you know, took me away as, you know, being a person is um, you got to push yourself kind of like more than anyone has ever pushed you. You know, like you basically push yourself to um, cheer yourself on and be in control of your emotions, you know? Um, That's the one thing is what I lacked last year or, you know, the years before that was um, I didn't, I was so caught up in trying to be like, trying to learn how to, you know, be better, but I didn't know if I was going to be better as in, like, be a better roper. But it kind of, like, went a different direction to where it may, it's making me be, like, a better person. And that's the one thing, like, striving on pressure is you got to be happy with yourself. And, like, at those moments, like, when you win and you lose, you know, in the back of my mind is every time is like, I could be anywhere else, but where am I at right now? You know, and that pressure that you're, you know, we come upon at rodeos is in, in my trailer, my rig is, you know, you're happy that you're there, you know, and you learn to, it's weird with me because I'm, I learned more of being in control of my emotions this year. And that's the one thing that helped me thrive on pressure is I was happy. I knew I worked hard. I knew that I did the right things to get here. 
you know, and I, that's just how I control the pressure. You know what I mean? Like the thriving on pressure, being in control, having a, uh, a mind thought of being, you know, like you're here to do your job and everyone's here to do their job, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's you that has to be in control of every calf you're going to run or, you know, learning how to just stay cool right there in the box and, you know, float to that box is what I do is kind of float a little bit and then, you know, try to read it where it's out there, where I know I can, um, I can rope it, you know, like practicing on the dummy where my shot is, my, my good, you know, I'm, I'm close to, um, to where I know I'm going to, you know, not fail basically. Right. Well, go ahead. So that's what basically I tried to do was to, um, you know, learn those things about, you know, pressure. And that's what I, it sounds like you learned about yourself too, more than anything, you know, you kind of found a piece about like who, who is Danielle and and what's, what's she here for. And, you know, I know somebody has told me a long time ago, you know, it, um, whatever's going on inside usually comes out in the arena for us, you know, or wherever you're doing, whether it's your job or anything like that, which this is our job, it, it comes out in the arena. And just like you said, when you know, Hey, I'm, I'm here because I want to be here and I'm happy and this is what I want to do. And this is my job. And, and that showed this year, you know, and um, kudos to you for, for figuring that out and, and finding a piece about it. Yeah. Thank you. So I, I giggle, you say, you uh, you learned how to be sneaky and throttle and which that's very very true but tell me a little bit about that you know that's something I think that we've had to as a whole breakaway ropers kind of figure out is the throttle because like you said if you're not in the barrier that's the best chance you've got to be fast and so tell me a little bit about your sneaky tactics and, and throttle into the line like what um, where'd you come up with that? Is that something that you, you try to do yourself or did you watch somebody else do that or where'd that come from? Well, I'm going to say when I first started breakaway roping, I had a heel horse and this heel horse, like she just, um, she wasn't fast or she wasn't slow or anything. She was like right in the middle. So like she would get tight in the box with me and just want to blow every time. And I didn't like that because, you know, I, I would get thrown back or, you know, not, I'm not in timing with her basically. And what I did is I just kept walking. And this is basically how I learned how to rope breakaway rope was I just kept walking and walking and walking and like had a big loop, learned how to control my loop. Like, where I wouldn't hit anything, basically like a diagonal, you know, like sometimes it comes over diagonal, but sometimes it's flat, you know, but, um, basically just walking up to the pin and roping and just getting that calf out there where I could see it, but see it had changed. Like when I first got here, like I noticed, you know, the horses were faster and the shots were closer to their horses. So, you know, I kind of like just picked it up as in, um, 
basically walking to the line and, you know, roping it there at the pin every single time. Like I did maybe the past 10 years that I've been brickly roping because I started when I was like, you know, 19, but I'm 29 now. And um, it just kind of like goes into my practicing that I've always done, you know, just mm-hmm. walking open and that's all I ever did because I only had one horse when I first started breakaway roping and she was my heel horse too and I couldn't like you know do a bunch of runs on her and you know you know take her out of breath so I would just slowly slow it all down and walk and walk and walk and walk and you know the more you do it the more confidence you get to throw it when it's out there out there in front of you or you know you're walking up to the box and you haven't opened it and you know and then you get a cap so that's what I did like when I noticed that I was always looking for it out there and that I needed to bring it back one notch because you know if I just look back a little bit um you know the cap is way closer to me it don't make me throw as much you know so that's kind of like the new strategy thing I'm working on right now is I'm trying to bring it back and I'm, you know, trying to make my rope smaller and, you know, try to make my fastest a little, t- a little snappier because I mean, it's my, you know, my roping is working for me, but there's just, you know, little things that I think that I could, you know, trim my time off just a hair more to be, you know, on point. And that's the one thing that I wanted to learn when I got here was how to, make breakaway you know like freaking awesome roping you know Mm -hmm. and that's what brings it out like if you just figure out every little thing you know you're gonna you're gonna make it way better phenomenal roping like and right now I feel like there is a million girls that freaking can rope and every time I watch people you know I sit there and I kind of just you know watch roping there's a lot that a lot of girls know and it'd be, it, it's amazing, you know, what these podcasts are doing because like I literally sometimes, you know, be driving and would hear your podcast. Like I just listen and, you know, you listen and you learn, you know? So, well, I mean, I just think, even right now, like I'm just listening to some of the stuff you're saying. I'm like, what? Well, that's what I'm trying today. Like, I'm going out to the practice pin right now here in a second, and I'm, I'm going that now. I'm not going to probably tell you how it goes for a little bit, but um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's true. And you know, like just I, I'm the same. I like to watch watch everybody and their styles. And Raymond has helped me with that a bunch because he's like, you know, everybody has something that's different, and and you got to watch it and, and see if it works for you. And and the little things are. Like you said, shaving just 0.1, 0.2 off your time, that's what makes a difference, especially with us. You know, we don't have any variables. It's, it's you know, you catch them as fast as you can. And so um, I think that that's pretty awesome that, that you've figured that out and, and that you're going about your rope in that way. I mean, that's what I think sets you apart from everybody. Yeah, I think it's wonderful that, you know, I get to come to a different state and, you know, like basically learn it's like you just got to be an open book about everything and you know you meet a lot of people and one thing I met this summer was I met Tom Ferguson and I've never really knew who he was that I had to google him 
And I didn't even know him at all. And here, like, I walked into one of my buddy's house because I stay, kind of stay with uh, one of my good pals named Sloan Anderson. She's a breakaway rope for two. And I walk in and Tom Ferguson's in there and he's like, hey, how are you? You know, and I was like, who's this guy? You know, I've never even seen him. And I was like, I, you know, just me being nice. And he told me who he was. And, you know, we talked and he was giving lessons. Do you know Tom Ferguson? I do. That's so funny that you mentioned that. So Tom was one of the people Raymond really looked up to when he was rodeoing. And so I actually got to meet Tom um, a couple <laughs> years ago, too. And I, I don't really know how to take him at first. I was a little mad when he left, but but I did learn a lot. So, yeah, he's, um, I do know Tom. Yeah, it's crazy. And I didn't even really know who he was. And, you know, we went to video booking that night and he just, you know, told me everything he could. And he's like now you're ready for the finals. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I mean, just learning and, you know, meeting him, you know, opened my eyes to, you know, what this year was about and, you know, what I could work on. Like he basically helped me in one night. I mean, we stayed up all night watching videos until like one o'clock in the morning. And he's like, well, show me all your runs. You know, he, he really awesome. wanted to teach me something. And that's one thing that I love, you know, is meeting new people and going places I never been to and you know just kind of taking all that in and working on it basically when you're in the rig too you know your mind kind of you know wanders you know like you wonder about you know what you know what's going on but the one thing that I that I did this year was I want to be all in because I want to you know there's a lot of people back home that, you know, come up to me and say, Hey, you know, how, how did you, you know, what did you learn? You know, what did you, what do you think, you know, about, you know, about roping and basically my first year, it was like, I was jamming my head, like trying to figure out, you know, how I was roping, how I could get better. And basically I wanted to be better, but it's just, it was so much that I had to learn last year. And when people would walk up to me and ask me, you know, what did you learn? And I didn't really know how to explain it because it was just so much I learned, you know? So this year it's like, okay, you know, I can kind of teach, you know, a little bit more about what I learned this year. And, um, you know, just like we're talking about it now, you know, sounds, it it makes me happy that, you know, I'm learning these things and I get to take it home to, my, you know, my family and, you know, the girls that are, you know, in Arizona that are Native American, you know, some people, they don't, they don't um, have arenas or they don't have the cattle, the rope. And that's what I want to do, you know, when all this is, you know, kind of going in the right directions, I want to put on, you know, jackpots for you know the girls around the res that can't travel far you know it'd be cool you know to have a jackpot like in our main little town it's not like a main town but it's kind of like close to a big town you know so those are the things that I want to do you know just kind of like push breakaway more out there because I know there's so many ropers out there that you know would love to come you know, travel and rope. And there's a lot of girls that could probably do it for a living, but, you know, just don't have the funds or just don't have enough practice or anyone to teach them or 
you know, you know what I mean? Right. Well, and I think it's so neat. I mean, just you talking about your, your culture, your history, where you come from, you know, the native American background. Um, you know, I know when I was little, um, that the U S team ropens, we would always enter the dummy ropens and there would always be three or four native American kids that entered. And I was so sad to see them there because they won every time, like kicked my butt, used the rope. Great. Um, amazing. You know, I'm like, go away, go home. Um, and yeah. so the, a talented, 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 and just pretty cool for you that you have done it yourself. You had one horse. Now you've got two, um, or three. I don't know how many you've got right now, but you got a couple, but you've done it yourself. And so it's, it's cool that you can, you're an inspiration to those people and, and you're living proof, you know, you can go back and say, Hey, I've done it. You can do it. It's not impossible. And, and, and that's got to be pretty, um, a pretty satisfactory feeling at the end of the day to know, Hey, like I have figured this out and I have done it and you can go back. And I think it's so neat that you want to give back to your community. You want to go back and you want to help these kids grow, help them have opportunities, help them learn, you know, things that maybe don't, they don't have right at their fingertips, man. I mean, not even in the arena, out of the arena, like you said, that's, that's something that you should be very proud of. So I think that's really neat. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's, let's transition a little bit about into some rodeos. Um, what were some of your favorite rodeos this year uh, that you went to? I know you had a lot of success throughout the year. So, so what were some of your favorites? Mm, my favorite rodeo was probably Baker. Cause that was, you know, the setup. I, did, you, did you rope there? I didn't, I had to turn out a baker cause I was conflicted with gooding. So I didn't get to go, but I, I really would like to go. Yeah. Baker was a good rodeo. Like, I mean, we kind of had to go all the way across, you know, those States to get to Baker. And we didn't even know much about the cattle, but they look good, you know, and here my first run, you know, I come out and won the first round and then, you know, we had to go back to Idaho for, um, gooding, I believe, and then go back to Baker for short round. And it was weird because like I went into that rodeo and like didn't know much about, you know, the stock, but I studied the barrier the whole time I was there. So I was like, if I see this, I will be good. And, and that's the one thing that made me happy was that, oh, you know, I'm kind of getting good at reading cattle, you know, like it was a big improvement <laughs> right there that mm-hmm. I didn't know nothing about the cattle. I did. I just knew the start and I knew where, you know, what I had to see to get by and it worked, you know, and I was like, I was like, dang, this is my favorite rodeo because I mean, you can, you can go anywhere you want and the one thing you do is, you know, read cattle. And, but this time, you know, I just made sure I seen the start and then, you know, it made me realize, you know, all I need to do is do this, see the start. Don't worry about the cattle. Um, you know, let my instincts take over basically. And it's like trusting yourself basically. So I did that, you know, and that was my favorite rodeo this year that i got well, to go it, to it's a it, it's a two and a short or is it straight two it it was a straight two straight two so yeah. it's um you know we didn't get very many opportunities to run it two headers this year there was a few of them and not just a whole lot and it was one of the 
the biggest added money rodeos as well that we we got to go to. So um, I know a lot of people love that rodeo and that setup and, and thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was great. I love that rodeo. <laughs> so um, how many rodeos did you go to this year? I went to 52 rodeos. And did you, and you traveled with Sloan most of the summer? Yeah, I traveled with Sloan, a, you know, a little here and there. Every kind of, I'm going to say more, maybe a little less than half I went to, with her. I can't remember how many rodeos she went to, but we went to a couple together, like mainly summertime just because she's up there. And it's convenient for me because, you know, she has two horses and I break away on two horses too. So like it was real convenient for the both of us to kind of just take one ring and, you know, go here, go there. But it made my life a lot easier, you know, traveling with someone. But most of the times I have a full trailer, but, you know, summertime I kind of try to leave them somewhere closer up there. Like, you know, Cheyenne, we have ladies team roping and, you know, I go always got to have my good heel horse in the trailer. So I always let her rest while, you know, I was hanging out with Sloan. Well, that's good. And, and you do, you team rope a lot too. So do you think, I mean, have you learned what things have you learned from the team roping that you've been able to carry over into the breakaway? Um, team roping. You know, basically, I'm team roping right now just to get ready for the final. Basically, handling the rope every day and team roping and healing. And um, I try not to really... Um, I try to look at, you know, breakaway as a heading deal too. You know, I kind of don't really, you know, label breakaway as breakaway roping anymore because if I can head, I'm pretty dang sure I can break away, you know? So I just, I just kind of like don't really um, separate them. I just look at it as one whole event, you know, like heading and breakaway, same event kind of is what I do. And all the events, try, one girl, one rope. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't, I try not to like overthink it, but I do a lot of, um, you know, basically getting ready, um, breakaway rope and on either box, you know, heading a walk to the pin because that's the way you sometimes, you know, train a head horse, but I'm not a you know, header trainer, but, you know, I kind of can handle a rope enough to get by, but if I'm on a good horse, you know, I really don't have to train it. So I kind of just miss with my breakaway horses, like this, the buckskin that I rode this year, he is 10 years old. His name is Little Mo. Um, he was a Finnish head horse when I first got him and I wasn't even going to buy him. I was supposed to just ride him for, you know, a couple months. Or I had him for a month, and then the guy told me, oh, you know, you're doing so good with him, you know, just stay on him, you know, one more month of riding. And I said, okay. And um, I rode him for two months, and then he come over to pick him up, and I told him, I was like, I got to show you something. And I said, I don't know if you're going to be mad at me or, you know, um, 
I just think the source is amazing, talented. And he goes, okay. So he go and I put him in the heel box and he was a heel horse, like partially, you know, he wasn't a really, you know, finished heel horse, but he was a, you could heal on him also. And I got in the heel box and he see it really happy because, you know, that side is, you know, you just kind of run out and, you know, turn and slide. So he would get a little happy. And then I got him in the box and he was like, wow. He's like, he didn't even pop up or nothing. And I wrote him, you know, to the pin and I backed him up and I called the calf and the calf come out and I, you know, come right behind it and I roped it so smoothly. He just slid long ways and the guy thought he's like, holy crap. Like you need to take that horse. And he goes, you need to ride that horse and don't get ever get off of it. He's like, take that horse. You need to buy it for me. And I was like, really? And he goes, yes. He's like, he was like, you're you just because that year what was that 20 i'm gonna say back in 2019 um yeah 2019 um this was maybe in maybe march i got him or april or may oh so i started riding him in march and i got done with him in may and i was getting ready to you know kind of try the rodeo deal like bfi the bfi was coming up and um right there in Guthrie I don't know if you remember back in 2019 but it was then and here like when he told me to take him I was kind of like should I really take him you know he's working so good he's (laughs) you know I never ran him across a barrier on the breakaway side I said but he's a head horse you know it shouldn't it shouldn't phase him so I took him to his first big jackpot over there and after that, like, it was a done deal. I was like, screw it. I'm getting him. I'm going to take him. So I ended up getting him. And basically the way I get him ready is on the head side. Like, I push him up them cattle, you know, and just walk him to the pin and, you know, just basically, you know, come across, like, as a header. And I noticed, like, my my um, my header's loop kind of helped my breakaway loop of, like, leveling it out and, like, heading you know, all you gotta do is clear the right horn. So if you're more to the right, you know, you clear it. So basically the heading side has really helped me open my loop, you know, and keep it open to where mm-hmm. I can you know, get it across the horns or get it across the neck. So that's one thing that I learned, you know, off of him was, you know, just kind of riding to the box and, keeping him cool in the box because I don't know if you remember, but he see it, um, you know, really, yeah, he really was a high fractious at first. Yeah, he was, but that was, <laughs> his first year, you know? yeah. it was, it was his first year with me. And now it's like, we have such, like such amazing teamwork now. Like I can, yeah, I can keep them from, you know, kind of shutting me out sometimes, but like, it's basically rider's error now when I ride him and when we lose. <laughs> you know, I hate <laughs> to admit fault. that, you know, I'm like, well, what happened? Um, I think it was the rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of goes but, into my next, my next questions a little bit, you know, about the NFR, um, your first year making it and, you know, you're talking a little bit about your, your strategies, which, you know, that was kind of one of the things I was curious about too, you know, what are your game plans and strategies preparing 
for the NFR. Um, and, and I know you're talking about it a little bit, but talk a little bit about, are you, um, you know, are you jackpotting? Are you just roping a bunch at home? Are you, wh- what are you doing to get ready? So this, the NFR is going to be like my fourth finals that I went to. Cause I went to the Indian national finals and I went to the WCRA finals, the women's deal. And then I went to the WPRA finals in Waco this weekend. And now it's like, this is my, you know, biggest finals. But the one thing that I told myself was no matter what, you know, from when September ended to October, I was pretty much already getting ready, you know, like basically, you know, controlling what I can, you know, could control, you know, in the arena and out of the arena. So that's the one thing, you know, I'm doing right now is we're already, you know, ready pretty much for NFR because, you know, we're not going to change our game plan. We're just going to look at it, you know, take every cast the way we, you know, been working on all year long and, that's just, you know, thriving on pressure and, you know, being in control and, um, you know, just letting, basically letting, you know, my, my rope and, you know, do all the work. And if I just keep handling, you know, a rope and, um, you know, do my job, you know, I'll, I'll be okay. You know, I'll be fine, you know, with whatever happens, you know, I'm not going to, expect you know the best because you know when you expect the best out of rodeo i mean it breaks your heart you know and you're in control of that you know what you want it to break or how you want to take it you know or how happy you want to be and that's the one Mm -hmm. thing that i learned was um i'm not gonna let roping you know be in control of my emotions i'm gonna be in control of everything that you know, every calf I run, every loop I throw, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be satisfied because it's what I've already been prepared for, you know? So that's the one thing that I always, that I learned too, you know, this year was just try to do my best, but don't, don't expect much. You know, you can't, you can't expect it to be the best every time, you know, you just got to, learn from it and that's what I'm doing right now is just stay roping you know I'm headed um back to Arizona right now and we get to go um rodeo this weekend and we get to go to jackpot where I'm actually from is on the reservation um called White Cone one of my family members you know they're putting on a rope in this weekend and they're giving away a really nice, you know, necklace to the all girl or to the high point cowgirl. And they ha- actually threw in a breakaway in there. So I'm awesome. like, Shoot, I better go because they probably, you know, expect me to be there because they put breakaway up. <laughs> and it's a team rope. So I have do to go. You, does it, do you have to be um, like, is, can anybody come? Is it open or do you have to be a part of the reservation to rope? No, anyone could come like. I've been well, I'm just going like, to tell you, what... if you start advertising, you're giving good turquoise stuff, like maybe you shouldn't do that because all these girls are turquoise <laughs> fanatics. And, <laughs> you, you know, I know you're you're kind of like, oh, I'm going to go to this jackpot. Thanks for having it. And, yeah, you better watch out because, you know, all these girls are wearing turquoise now. So don't advertise that too much. <laughs> oh, shoot. That would be funny, huh? That is A funny. bunch of like, shut up for turquoise. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that is funny. Um, so you're riding a Mo. Is that what you're going to ride at the NFR this year? Uh, is that what you're starting out on? Tell me a little bit about your other horse too. Um, so as of right now, how we begin, how I know I'm actually ready for the NFR was I've been going to some jackpots in Arizona where I live and, um, he, you know, it's basically two head in a short and I've been taking, that's been like my, my, um, basically my practice for Anafar every week, like, you know, put some money up and, you know, see what happens. So I have this other mare, her name is, um, Shabiz and, um, she is five years old and, um, I got her last year in August from Shelby Beaujolais and, um, um, she has really just like stepped up her game, you know, after I slowed her down and, you know, took my time with her and tried to make her my style. And, um, I've been taking her to the jackpots also with little Mo. And as of right now, like we run five head, right. And, um, five head at the NFR one day. So I'm kind of thinking that I might sub her in, you know, round two and four and ride her two rounds and then ride, you know, little Mo three just to keep him, you know, happy and, you know, wanting to crave it because, you know, I kind of learned that if you just, you know, go run one after one after one, like they're on my horses, like, or on my horse, little Mo, he kind of like gets, you know, where he's just like, eh, you know, this is too easy. You know what I mean? You got to keep right, him like right. on the edge, like on his on, toes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's breakaway gets boring with him sometimes. And sometimes it shows, but sometimes it don't, you know, it just, I'm going to keep him with that mare and, you know, kind of swap in between them and, you know, keep him fresh. But that little mare though, uh, Shabiz, the five year old, I mean, she has really just, you know, stepped up to where she knows she deserves to be at NFR with me. So I'm going to give her that chance. And she makes me um kind of like step back and not be so on the barrier. Just, you know, make a consistent run. Like I can make consistent runs on her like all day long because she's not on my hand. You know, she kind of, she has the speed and everything. So like, it's real nice, like to switch to a horse who has speed and that is in control of her emotions because she's a female, but the guy, he, little Mo, he's a boy. He's more edgy, you know, like wants it. Like you got to kind of like, come on, slow down. Like just, Mm -hmm. you know, be calm. Don't, you know be so dramatic because he's very dramatic (laughs) that's funny female in control of her emotions yeah my horses you know i gotta yeah i know you gotta keep them you know it's that's the thing that i got that i learned about him is you know how to you know prevent him from trying to be so you know uptight because like now it's I feel like a bell racer because I have to keep a female with him everywhere we go, like a female, like all the time. Because if not, he goes crazy. And he's a ladies' man. Yeah, that's just <laughs> what he is, and I can't stop that, right? So you just kind of well, gotta, 
You got to do what you got to do. Racer. Yeah, and be a bell racer and carry around two horses or, you know. <laughs> That's okay. I'm I'm worse than that. I got two horses and two dogs, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So that's what so, we're doing. I, good. I, and I think that's a, a great idea. And that's, um, I think it's really cool how you know so much about your horses. You know, um, everybody's different and, and whatnot, but just really going in depth and knowing what are what what the strengths and, and maybe some of the challenges your horses face and how to offset them with you. I mean, I think that that is... Um, it's pretty cool to know like, Hey, this is what works best for me and my horses. And this is what I'm going to do. And uh, I think you're one step ahead of the game there. Yeah. We've been kind of, you know, just taking it week by week, trying to learn something every week about them. And that's the number one key, you know, is learning how, where your horses are happy when they're not happy, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's one thing that I learned here in Texas is, you know, I got on with a vet who, you know, works on my horses and like just knows how to keep a horse so happy. And he has taught me so much about horses and he, you know, gets after me when, you know, one horse isn't, you know, doing right. He, you know, first thing he goes back is where are you at? You know, what are you doing? You know, what are he basically, you know, comes at me like it's my problem. You know, it's not the worst. Hold you problem. accountable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the one thing that, you know, I have learned this year is it's never my horse, it's me. <laughs> well, that's true. That's probably for most of us if we're honest. Yeah. You gotta be honest in order to be you gotta the, be honest. You know, Open book, like you said. It. I thought I thought that was really yeah. good. So so is there anything yeah. about this year, if you could do differently, what would it be and why? Let's see. Um, <clears throat> I honestly have not really have thought about that yet because it's not the end of the year. And I usually, you know, think about that at the end of the year like you know probably after the finals I'll be thinking like okay what could I have done you know to you know do this you know to get this you know so well I have to have you right now at the end of the year yeah so as of right now like I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time and you know I'm just gonna try to do everything I can to to you know be prepared mentally physically and you know like right now I'm eating salad you know trying to watch my diet because I was like god dang I was two weeks in Vegas and all I kind of did was eat out and (laughs) so you know just little things like that right now you know that's all I'm (laughs) worried about and you know just making sure I'm you know my mind's right and getting my horses ready, you know, try not to do so much traveling because I want them to be happy, you know, so I drive five hours to Vegas and we're doing a 14 hour drive right now home and, you know, just going to let them rest. I'll, I'll, um, I'll let them have a few days off or I'll let my good one have a few days off, let them mow, keep them at home with, you know, one of the mares and then, um, 
I'll take the other second string to the breakaway rope in this weekend, do a five-hour drive with her, and then, you know, go back down south and basically hang around the house and rope every day and, you know, just ride horses and, you know, team rope. And I'm not going to change anything, but, you know, that's what my my plans are. Well, you better add some protein with that lettuce or you're going to be weak. (laughs) <laughs> no, I think I have enough protein. I eat a lot of meat, so good. <laughs> like this weekend, we're going home for Thanksgiving, or next weekend, we're going home for Thanksgiving, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to eat a lot of protein because we always butcher sheep, so that's good. the one thing that we always do Thanksgiving is we don't eat turkey, we eat sheep. <laughs> there you go. We don't eat turkey, we do sheep. That's good. Yeah. Well, I have learned a lot today. Thank you so much for uh, just opening up and, and talking to us and, and being raw and real. You know, I, I love that about you. And, um, you know, I, I'm rooting you on. I think it's going to be great. And I think you're ready. And, and I'm excited to see how it turns out. Yep. Thank you for having me. And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us on In The Loop Breakaway podcast. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to me, feel free to email me at jordan at com. We appreciate you listening to us and we'll see you down the road.